that it annoys you. Because no. <laughs> it like it annoys me too. Like, like, to to be frank, it's an but, annoying theory because it like gets in the way of the, the idea of like what's the point of my for sure mm-hmm. agency. Mm. But you'd rather believe that let your life is determined rather than no no I'm not saying I'd rather believe it I just ha- I just happen wow. to think it's the most logical explanation. It annoys me. <laughs> a lot you know it's not very comfortable yeah, at all it used to annoys me but you know science is about like power it's a bit like uh, the power of prediction and when you, you don't have you know with the butterfly effect and chaos and so on yeah, there is no way of really predicting a lot of reality you know? um, I would Rather say that we don't. I personally don't currently have that level of prediction prediction power. Although I haven't been concentrating on developing that skill in any meaningful way. Yeah, so I think it's maybe like uh, physically impossible actually. Because imagine you creating a machine that can predict everything, like taking everything in. A I I I reckon that it's uh, possible, if not likely, that this will be done. At some point. But there is a uh, something, um, how do you call it, like a paradox in it. Okay. Because if you do predict everything mm-hmm. and you gain the knowledge of everything is happening, you know, you can change it. And that means that the machine, by its own function, um, its own like uh, working, change like the course of reality uh, it creates like infinite uh, it's it's impossible you, can't you see why? we're going deep guys we're because deep. you create this machine you read the reading you know the wait, wait wait but doesn't yours rely upon a mind that controls the machine? what do you mean? doesn't mind? your theory rely upon the idea that a mind controls the machine? Well, a machine that can like predict everything and you can read the predictions. Because if you cannot see, it's useless. But so is this in this, in this we, have a, like, we have like a, a mad scientist type situation where yeah. I build a machine and I read the predictions. And then I control what the machine does. Well, the and machine does or I one control, thing. Or then I have separate agency and I affect the world. But the machine just predicts what is going to happen because it knows every like part of the universe. Yeah. And as with determinism, it can like, predict what causes lead to what consequences. So it can predict everything. It, no, I mean, hang on a minute. It, a determinism. Does determinism have to predict which particular causes? Sure. Determinism just said that that every that there is only one outcome, mm. which seems to make sense. Okay, hold on. Do you believe that you have power over your reality to change it? Is this part of the determinism theory, or is that separate? It's kind of part of it, no? Uh, so there's a paradox, which is I think that I may possess agency, but my agency is subject to the determinism mm-hmm. but which means that the the agency from an outside perspective is obsolete 
Sure. Yeah. It's like the do- when you go out, like with Pavlov's dogs, mm-hmm. I go outside and ring a bell, the dog goes, it's time for me to eat, I'm going to run over there. But if you, as the owner, you know 100% if the dog hears the bell, he'll run. Sure. Mm-hmm. But so both things are true. But the outside perspective may don't exist. It doesn't exist, but it's still true. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in that. Like objective <laughs> truth, I don't believe in it. You know. <laughs> Because if there is no way to know something, it's like it doesn't exist. Um, so, well... Um, it's called relativism. Yeah, so I don't, I don't agree with you, but I think it could be a very useful idea for you to have. So, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> But what's the point, like, of following <laughs> a theory that have no repercussion of on reality? You know? uh, I'm not following the theory. Yeah, I just sure. can't refute the theory. It's like uh, it's the same as like uh, you know, um, you know, my dad gets angry if you say stuff that he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. He just gets irritated. Okay. Uh, I don't like that, but it's definitely the case. So why? So I can't. I'm not gonna. It's the same. It's like you. I can't make use of it, but it's it's true. So I I'm not following the theory, but it's but it's there. What do you mean you can't make use of it? And well, I don't. I can't necessarily make use of the idea. Although that that's not necessarily a good assumption either. Maybe it is useful. But. I don't, I mean, the, the, essentially what you're making, it seems like you're making a case for is the idea of the noble lie. The noble lie? The noble lie. What is that? The concept is that you say something that's untrue in order to well, co- ha- create a good, out, uh, a good outcome. For me, it's a, it was just a simple thing. I was thinking about determinism. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's quite depressing, of course, but... As there is no point, it's like fundamentally impossible to know the future for us humans. That's a separate point. I think I, I cannot like imagine any uh, experiment that can help us with all the means we can have. That can prove it or that can do it. That can prove it what? Because that can prove a... that determinism is yeah. true. Can you that's, think a separate, of any? that's a separate point. Both of those are separate points, unfortunately. What do you mean? Well, like, okay. Whether it can be done or not, yeah. is not, uh, is not uh, whether it can be proven or not, is not it's like, it's like okay, I, for example, uh, somebody was murdered in this flat last night, right? Sure. But the murderer was extremely skillful and there's no way of proving the murder. Okay. That has no bearing. No that has no bearing on whether the murder took place or not. Mm-hmm. One. There's no body, nothing. Doesn't matter. It does. The specifics shouldn't matter for the case of the example. But for for example, uh, he used some kind of untraceable poison, or he murdered in such a way that. So someone died. Someone died. What we are doing here is you'll cooperate with this is that sure. is that there is an objective reality that can't be proven 
for for the sake of argument part one okay so whether or not it can be proven that the murder took place the murder the murder took place obviously that doesn't work for you no right <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> okay. okay well then that's us I but think because but the other the other side of it is that it can't be done right so it's like we, it, sorry we couldn't hang on isn't this just one point so one is we couldn't prove it what's the other what's the separate it might not be useful right so it may not be useful that somebody died but it's not it's still a fact my main my main concern is like I cannot think of any thought experiment to that could lead us to know the future with I cannot that's okay I can tell you what that's technology. called that's that's called um, the argument from personal incredulity so if we if we swap out all of the mm. components of our argument it's like when you converse with um, somebody who has a particular religious faith yeah. and they say that I can't imagine how the world could be so complex and beautiful without a God and I think that that's the same yeah. same but, system that you're using in this but I would example. be I would love to hear some someone's any idea to how to predict the future like I would but the how without to any paradox because we if can't, you can't, we can't <laughs> my main point is if you okay well I can tell you I can, I can tell you now how it how it may come to, to pass I'm not saying that we may know we could know everything about the entire universe but the idea if it works on a small scale we could scale it sure but it's only statistics then it's not like Do you, have you heard of prediction. have you heard of um, something called 4chan yeah okay so do you know what it is yeah, it's a, like some kind of forum or... Yeah, it's sort of, basically it's like a free-form forum online, mm-hmm. which has various uses. And um, so there's a guy called Shia LaBeouf, right? Yes. So Shia LaBeouf started uh, something which was about his discontent with the political situation in America, the massive division which arose over the election. Mm-hmm. And immediately people started trolling him, right? So he kind of withdrew. And this was kind of like an art project he did. And then he withdrew and uh, kind of made the the art project more um, anonymous, right? So he went to like a a cabin somewhere in the woods in the north of Finland and did the art project as a live stream of of his message right mm. and people on 4chan found him all you could see is a piece of the wall about this size so a group of a group of guys from all over the world um, went on Airbnb and on other websites and compared mm-hmm. matches of so that's a combination of digital memory versus and human intelligence uh, what we have now is like constant feedback of how humans respond to all kind of different visual stimuli. Okay. We have like Facebook uh, with like, dislike, comment, share, blah, blah. So we have like huge profiling capabilities from all these social media platforms. Mm. So there's 
tons, like gigatons of data on human emotion. Okay, and we have like temperature measure and everything like this logged. We have historical information logged, which we can cross-reference from hundreds of different cultures. And, and I see where you're heading. Like right. we have a kind of a precise statistical power We're basically building a self-aware planet right now. So we've got mm. some uh, a strong power of prediction yeah. about a lot of uh, things. Yeah. It's still a bit statistical, of course, because we cannot like measure every parameter. There is. Right, but it it could be done, like. It could be quite precise, I'm sure, but <laughs> it would never be like perfect power of prediction and the thing is there is another point that do you, even if the, the points you're making actually what you're saying is rather ironic I have to say because I'm making a prediction you're making a prediction that you're making a permanent prediction yourself I'm just facing a paradox is that the simple thing is that If you know that something is going to happen, it's like a whole new universe, you know? Like, it's like the thing you are predicting is already like a parallel dimension because you are, you, you know this and it changes your universe, you know? It changes the universe because you know... Do you believe in different dimensions or coexisting dimensions of reality? I don't know if I, I, I don't have... Uh, I don't have enough information to confirm or deny okay. the existence of... For example, if I know that you are going to take, take this pen in 10 seconds, mm -hmm. it's already something else, you know, because I'm taking it or because I knew to something like this, you know, it's a paradox for me. Like, the, the fact that you know that, you think you know that something is happening means you have to get like a whole other like above the situation to understand like it's but, but maybe can't we just cross that bridge when we come to it when and if for me it's, you are always like you always need to to be like um, There's no, is, there, is there so much of a difference between prediction and control Essentially, could they not align? Is it not the opposite mm -hmm. that they're in conflict that they could actually align until there's mm -hmm. almost no difference? Like, if I have extreme self-control, yeah. then, for example, I can know the future of I will not uh, move from this spot, for example. Okay. But if what of if course you're... within a of course. Other things can interrupt the scenario. A lorry could come through the wall of the room, right? Mm. And knock me off that spot, yeah. I mean, admittedly. But it's so a you, matter of scale. you don't really know. You, you so are predicting. Let's, let's you go... Imagine... But a correct prediction is, is, is knowledge of the future. Because knowledge is... Okay, so... Uh, uh, what the... The argument, if I remember it correctly, about true knowledge mm -hmm. is, is basically you have to believe it to be the case and it has to be, it requires these elements. Yeah, sure. You have to believe it to be the case. You, it has to be the case 
and you have to believe it to be the case because of some evidence that is connected to the actual case of what it is. So I know you to be in front of me. Mm. I see you in front of me. Uh, you, you actually are in front of me and I believe you to be in front of me. So, sorry, I believe you to be in front of me. You are there and I believe you to be there because of evidence I see you there. Yeah, sure. And the other component is you have to actually be there. So that means I can know you are there, but I can't know, uh, know that I know because there may be some other intervening. Yeah. In this example it's, seems a bit unlikely, but like let's say that I see somebody moving in that flat across the street and I know mm -hmm. that's your flat and you're the only person who has the key, etc., etc. It could be you it, and I could know that it's you. But I, I don't necessarily know that I know, right? That's yeah, it's a, it's a really, really complicated matter, but my intuition, like mm -hmm. if, I, if I think about the thought of experiment of like a, a, a ma very well-made machine that can predict everything, mm -hmm. is, la is that when you gain knowledge of the future, the future, mm -hmm. the perfect prediction, it changes reality. Like you gaining this knowledge, mm. it changes everything. Like it changes the reality that you predicted. That's my in. That, okay, so let's That's, suppose that for this me, that, happens. That is a paradox. The, mm, again, again, it may it may align. It may also align. So even if even if we just step back a little bit, so like. Uh, let's suppose no <laughs> like let's suppose like that this is the future and here is the prediction right so at the moment the prediction thinks that the future is over here and it looks like this right it's similar <laughs> but it's not okay. right and then uh it becomes more accurate over time and discovers that this is the future and as it discovers that this is the future the future starts to look like this yeah but then it becomes more accurate now it sees the future exactly as it is why will this thing change this future it's like at the po at a point you just get into a, a point of like zeros and like death you know uh, decimal, decimal 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 yeah, decimal sure. this is what you're dealing with it's like the, sure the, the feedback loop can be here but there may but but if i'm to entertain what i think is potentially your assumption that the future will change as a result of being known yeah. then we just push forward the future date when the, the, the that the perfect future may be known so we push the and also what we're talking about i haven't we haven't established necessarily that we're talking about the future the future of all things we could just be talking about a perfect prediction one perfect prediction you will you will definitely scratch your nose in 5 minutes mm. exactly 5 minutes from now <laughs> <Will> I? <laughs>
<laughs> but the the you know everything is kind of connected it seems so you know the butterfly effect and so on that makes the thing so difficult for us to predict even the weather you know I can't have predicted this <laughs> yeah the uh, the elastic band got caught on the corner of the table yeah so excuse me where is the brush for the floor there's one here oh okay thank you it's a brush so does this all tie back I into photograph this diagram because it's hilarious sorry so does this all tie back into divination or like if you believe in this or not if you believe in the uh, and if you have control over what you know about well you know, for me science is about that like the power of prediction does just the idea of yeah science is essentially a a kind of all all intelligence more or less is as a rudimentary way of predicting certain outcomes. Mm -hmm. So, but not in a perfect way, for sure. Even science, science tries very hard, like to predict the more the the more things with the most precise vision. But what you said about when you predict and you now know something you can maybe change it if you know that maybe the next month well, is going to be the really but the actual but the actual outcome has been the same the actual outcome mm -hmm. the thing that w was going to happen has been the same since the beginning mm. from a <laughs> As, um, another point of view, you mean? Mm -hmm. Not the one... Of the, the unknowing, I guess. Not from uh, the one know, knowing on making the prediction. You are taking, talking about an uh, outsider point but, of view, uh, no? Hang on now. Uh, but, 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 okay, so where we started was with determinism. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so the fact that you would exist was unknown to your ancestors thousands of years, you specifically. Mm -hmm. was probably maybe not but probably unknown to your ancestors yeah. mm -hmm. but it was always going to happen sure mm. uh, I won't disagree with it but that means you agree with determinism no not really because <laughs> maybe even if things are just there is one way for the universe to, to evolve if we don't have any mean, uh, any like uh, way to know it, yeah. there is no reason for us to believe this. No point. No, uh, no, no. no. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's a separate point. That's Probably. about motivation. Mm -hmm. That's about motivation. But and I, I, I would like to just make like another point, which is that I, I think that knowledge of the future is just as incidental as any individual happening within the story. Hmm. It should be just as incidental as somebody tripping over a stone. Hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, but this is, isn't it a face if you like believe in determinism, but there is no point of proving it because you can you won't you will never have knowledge uh, perfect well, knowledge of the future is that I, I would say that even if we can't live up to it truth is the highest value of all 
yeah. sentient beings. Yeah. So uh, the fact that an idea may or may not be obsolete uh, is not a good reason to ignore it. I think it has good things like determinism, like the, the same things lead to the same other things, you know, like a, like a cascade. It's uh, mechanic, you know. Uh, when you say the same things lead to the same th things? Like the same, uh, um, I'm losing my words, same uh, events lead well, if you know about like the laws of the universe or just an object making another fall and so on and so on and so on, it's, yeah, it's okay. determinism because uh, like particles like eating themselves and it, transforming yeah, yeah. And in the same way all across the universe yeah. and so on. It's a way of knowing, trying to know the future and maybe in determinism, this is the way the universe works. Like but determinism doesn't doesn't necessarily entail that you you try to find out what the future yeah, is. Yeah, sure. I mean, I wouldn't like to live my life according to the idea that I only choose um, ideas which I feel are useful. <laughs> Because then I could leave something aside which might be, which might actually be worth useful. something, worth something, right? <laughs> so useful. Yeah, so like you can't preemptively yeah, sure, sure. leave things out. I agree. If we knew there was an apocalypse coming, would that change your, well, would you do something about it now? Well, an apocalypse is coming. Okay. It's, it's Are you doing something about it? <laughs> I, I try to. Well, no, I'm not trying to prevent Or would it. you just allow the universe to carry on what it's supposed to, Well, know? for me, this is the same as what you... It's an apocalypse, you know, because you disappear. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I'm trying to do is, like, be happy by gaining knowledge and doing all sorts of, stu of stuff, but... Um, that wouldn't change I know your... that there will be an end. In any way, probably. <laughs> actually, actually, this is a funny, an interesting point <laughs> as well. Yeah, because like, um, as an empiricist, if you are an empiricist, depending what kind, but mm. basically, if I speak for myself, I have no experience of death, right? Yeah, sure. So, so it's it's know. like a, it could I could class it as a superstition if I was gonna be really. Of course. Um, extreme about the idea of it. So you don't know. Yeah, could at least be agnostic about. But what do you think about people who who have experienced death and have come back? Like, do you believe in their? Uh, well, I mean, people will tell you all kinds of things, or you know, it's like, who to who who should I believe? Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's possible to die and come back. So does that mean anything? Well, but we cannot it, even but define this. So like, uh, to cross, if if we were talking in ancient times, it would be very poetic to say, he, you know, so and so crossed over into into the land of the dead and came back. But it's like, 
in a medical sense to die. It's quite, it's become technical, and as it's become technical, it's been, we now kind of, okay, technically dead, technically alive. Mm -hmm. And like we understand the processes more or less. I say we, I personally don't have a very rudimentary understanding of the processes, but you can be put into a state of, Mm. you know, more or less death and come back. So, but it's not a complete. But you can mm-hmm. also, yeah, exactly. You, there can be final forms of death. For example, if somebody were to download my experiences and my way of thinking into a computer and then destroy my physical body and my brain, that would not be me. So I would be dead in my uh, estimation. And that. Your intuition. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But the person waking up. In a computer, would think it was you, of course. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose if there is a very good video game about it. Really? Yeah, it's called Soma. 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 I think my ex girlfriend used to play this. Really? Video. Is it about? Co- is it about creating? Uh, Creating software instability. This was the kind of point of the game. Um, Where you have to make choices at certain times. Yeah, sure, sure. Like ethic. It's like an ethical game. Absolutely, so. yes. Yeah, she used to play it. And there is no real answer. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Video games. Yeah, I mentioned that point because like my mom had an experience uh-huh. when I was really young where she had attempted to commit suicide mm-hmm. and I guess she succeeded but she came back like 20 minutes later in the hospital and she has an experience that she talks about of going on to the other side but I'm not saying that I necessarily believe her and what she experienced but she has this story yeah. so I, I think about it a lot do you, you know? want to share the story um yeah I mean or if it's like a personal thing no 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 I mean um basically she said that she was greeted by an angel of some type or a guardian and she I'm the only one that survived of her children but she could have had five that were not survived so she saw all of them on this type of bridge. So they were born and died before this Some happened. of them were aborted and some of them died very, very young, okay. like days or, yeah. Um, and she also saw me there. Um, when I was already, I was four years old when this happened. So I was also there. And this angel told her that she had to live for me specifically and that she had to go back and she did. So I don't know if she, I can't remember if she agreed to do it or if it was just, it was told to her that she had to come back. Um, But she woke up and she was throwing up the drugs that she took in the hospital. So, (laughs) yeah. Wow. That's a re- that's a really intense. Uh, I imagine that's a really intense thing, uh, for you to know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I heard this story um, just like a year ago, luckily, because I never lived with her. So when I first lived with her, she told me the story, and I actually have it recorded, and she's crying while she's telling me this story, because it's obviously emotional for her. Wow, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you... Um, are you close to other sort of like less um, ethereal explanations of of what might have happened in her experience? What do you mean? Like, for example, that her own trauma and uh, subconscious kind of aligned and decided to take a different path. Mm Yeah. Yeah, I'm open to like understanding any of that Mm. i mean my mother has a history of mental illness yeah so i mean and it runs in the family so and psychosis so i mean it's hard to believe a lot of what she says sometimes but so i'm not sure but it could be a lot of different i'm not suggesting that her experience is is um in any way inauthentic like i believe that she had that experience and i even believe that she may have died mm-hmm. and come back mm-hmm. um, but I think in a way where the idea of magic can be quite uh, slippery because for for some people there has to be a split between the concrete physical world the real world mm-hmm. and the other side where these kind of things happen Mm -hmm. and for me that's almost drives a wedge between two things which can be which are equally valid and and beautiful it's like they can actually align and Mm -hmm. feed off each other and inform each other sorry you are materialistic uh if you like i mean i um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that word because um, we're all here in this sort of yeah, place. <laughs> yeah, sure. Physical but, uh, dimension. I mean, yeah. like there is no uh, front boundaries between the spiritual and the physical world. You know, everything can be described as physical. For example, like there. Well, okay. There need as co- according to my estimation there need not be any boundary between those two places mm. or experiences mm. and if one of them is more valuable than the other then where does that lead us to do to, you know the people who value more spiritual things not manifest or exist in the spiritual world maybe those who really only value spiritual things are not here maybe you know it leads to a lot of new questions, but like with most things, there's like there's there's common ground you can find between, like people say, okay, science is very measured. It's not transcendent. It's not. It's it's mechanical. Okay, this is the way my dad res- my dad responds to. To the ideas of, having an adoptive father and a real, blood father. Mm-hmm. My. 
actual father responds very badly to anything that's overly analytical mm-hmm. because it, it upsets his sense of what is kind of feels sort of mm, which he's attached to basically mm-hmm. that usually happens to if somebody is attached to a particular belief you can just annoy them by asking the right questions mm-hmm. mm, uh, my adoptive father is highly scientific and so um, he also has a massive blind spot but it's complete it's in a completely different place a blind spot yeah but they're not really living in different worlds they just can't see the joining mm. point mm-hmm. <laughs> I may have run out of steam but I think you get kind of generally yeah, sure. where I'm headed yeah it used to be like overly scientific and deterministic <laughs> but I'm leaving more place to doubt you know and self-questioning and it's, I think it opens you really yeah I mean look doubt is not not a particular in according to me doubt and knowledge are not properties that you can own they're just yeah. things you can touch you know or you can try to touch well Flo and I talked about this but do you believe in an afterlife no but as good as in a way in a, as good as so as good as yeah as good as I don't know what exactly what that means um I don't uh believe in a kind of churchy form of soul mm-hmm. or a kind of churchy after I've had dreams you know where I've experienced things like uh, I fell into hell I met some kind of uh, entity maybe a kind of godlike entity did or angel sign? did I what? did you sign something? Uh, I was if you want to know the the dream not I wasn't forced to write anything down I was like convert I converted to Islam I was suffocated until I convert to Islam in my dream whoa, whoa that's deep yeah it is yeah but that wasn't a real life that didn't happen in your didn't personal happen life in real life didn't I'm I'm not religious mm-hmm. as you can see like I'm not <laughs> I'm not Muslim at least uh huh well another way to phrase it would be do you believe like if you're family members die that they can communicate with you and that they have an afterlife have you experienced anything like not currently not currently haven't experienced that okay but like I don't feel that belief uh, itself has a value in of itself so I I have no uh, invested interest in in attaining a belief or getting rid of a belief mm. as such or I don't invest much time in <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Afterlife. In, in terms of the afterlife, here, this will explain it. Uh, this is a thing which, like, I was like, I heard this and I was like, this is the most beautiful thing. And it's 
like the ancient Egyptians were like um, religious, but their commandments, 42 commandments, are very secular. Mm. They're really, like, they'll make your skin stand up on end, but anyone can do them. It's like. Uh, Let's learn some rituals. It's what? <laughs> Let's learn some rituals. So it says, I st it's a prayer. It's like, I stand before the masters who witnessed the creation, who were with Ra uh, the morning that the sun came into being, who were with Osiris in the grave as he um, took a new form and burst from the grave, from the tomb, uh, white with heat a uh, bright and shining god hail Thoth, the architect of truth give me words of power it's an that i can recall my years and weave together my history hail Thoth, the architect of truth Give me words of power that I may form the runes of my own creation. I stand before the masters who witnessed the generation who were Who were their own who were their own I think I saw this creators in Turino. I saw this text like the tablets in Turino in Italy. It's like forty Commandments or this is not the 40 commandments. This is a hell of a thought. It's I couldn't find it anywhere except in this one uh, right. So who came to, who came into existence who walked in the dark um, Dark circuitous passageways of their own coming into being who with their own eyes saw their ends the destiny mm. and the form the forms of things to come I stand before the masters who witnessed the birth of magic who were with Isis on the evening of the day when she became the swallow you know the swallow book and her um, weeping cry filled the air. Who were with her as she shook down her black hair and hid the um, transformation of the gods. Who were witnesses of the God-child, the transformation of the God-child, when 
even though his coming was yet unknown, was hidden. Hail Thoth, the architect of truth, give me words of power with which amikkel az ember, emberi életről beszélek, hogy a története igazi jelentést kaphassa. So that when I speak of the story of humankind, I can give it true meaning. So when I speak of uh, when I speak of the life of someone, I may give their story real meaning. I stand before the masters who who know the dead, the story of the dead, who choose which stories we hear again, who judge the books of lives as full or empty, who are the writers, the authors of truth, If you're getting bored, tell me. No, but it's it's really something to hear in English. Yeah. An old Egyptian translated in Hungarian <laughs> written text. It sounds lo- um, nice in Hungarian as well. But what do you think about this? This is uh, completely accessible to me as an ethical code for life. Mm. So when I heard it, I like I got I got I was struck with it and I had to weave it into my life mm. it was already there it's like real mm-hmm. poetry it's like when you hear it it's already there in it your heart resonates yeah so um, and they are Isis and Osiris the uh, divine intelligences mm. um And when the story is written and the end is good and the soul of the human is perfected with a shout, they lift him into heaven. Hail Thoth, the architect of truth, give me um, words of power so that I may... perfect my story and begin my life anew I stand before the masters who were who witnessed uh, who were witnesses of the transformation of the human body into body and soul who were the witnesses you should do you recite it every morning no it's 
would be but quite interesting. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you mocking me? No, not at all. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> but it, it could be like a mantra. It is, it is, yeah. Because uh, you, you know, in ritualistic texts like this, you repeat the same sentences yeah, over yeah, and over. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It seems very old, too. Well, <laughs> I think it's at least like 3,000 years old. Hmm. Resurrection. Hmm. Who witnessed the resur- resurrection? Who were witne- the witnesses of the resurrection? Who were... When uh, the corpse of Osiris stepped into the mountain and um, the soul of Osiris, shining, stepped out, he gathered together his heel and his leg, he gathered together his hand and his spine, he uh, his back. He gathered together the dreams that were crackling in the dark. Uh, uh, alcove or cave of his skull. It goes on a little bit, but the, uh, the rest is in another book. <laughs> Point being... Uh, the next part of the story doesn't matter to me whether I go no, into an afterlife or not. The point of the matter is that even if this is the only life, I think I have a few of the right ingredients to go up, which is... To ascend. Yeah. Mm. So that's the point doesn't matter how mm. violent or wicked a person is or how or anything it's only for the person's own benefit that they can do good doing good is your is for your own benefit sure so afterlife or no afterlife i this is why i keep the idea of for example determinism not to go back on ourselves too much but it's a bit of an uncomfortable idea. It might be also useless, but if it if it's seems to be true, more or less, I'm not gonna say it's not true. And I try to be truthful myself. Mm. I did pretty well in that so far. Well done. So. Uh, it's only the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows how long yes. this goes on for. Maybe I'll see you guys in the afterlife. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> For you? <laughs> yeah. You would say, ah, see. That's cool, huh? I was right. <laughs> are, you, are you an afterlife man yourself? Mm, not really. My intuition says no. But that's all. That's all I know. It's funny because I, I feel like a lot of the time, okay, because I ha- also had a dream which I met uh, 
Jesus was quite funny. That's true. Mm. So you know the Garden of Earthly Delights, the poem, the not poem, the painting. Uh, which one? The Hieronymus Bosch painting, Garden Garden of Earthly Delights. What does it look like? Uh, <laughs> well, it's like there's water and there's like people around. It's like it's kind of like a like a higher circle of hell. So it's just like a bit of weird stuff is going on and people are kind of uncomfortable mm. being tortured like but in a kind of very vanilla way. Okay. So yeah, a garden of earthly delights, and I was like, I was in in this garden, and basically people were just feasting, but they were just eating so much that like they were falling, they were becoming like, kind of unaware and just falling into the water and drowning. Mm-hmm. So people were around me and drowning. I was also eating, and then I saw this kind of Jesusy kind of guy, didn't really, do anything super Jesusy. He just and he didn't walk on water. He was just there, and he, you know, he reminded me of somebody who has having a really good mushroom trip. So he was just there, and he was just like walking, and it was like super chill. Mm, and I was I like, see. hmm. I just saw him, and I was like, boom. Exactly the way when you hear a poem, you're like, oh, this was already here. This uh, hieroglyph. This is why I call it like basically a hieroglyph mm. in a dream was there, and I understood the meaning of it. And I went to church a few times after that to Bible study and stuff like that, but again, this particular form, okay, the, you know, Christianity, it doesn't stick with me. It's just that uh, I understood this, the meaning of this individual, complete perfectly. So, like, how it's funny, like how many, so many people can consider they have a relationship with Christ or with God. It's a different person for each person. It seems mm. to be it's a different person. Mm-hmm. So course, yeah. it's like um, it's almost like you know uh, you can't tell if it's an illusion or not. You know, it's like uh, in a family, like you know, to the to to if I have a family to my wife, like. Uh, I'm one person to my child and somebody else, you know, it's like, Different. which one of me is real? And then this, this is not even the case with, with religion because it's an unfalsifiable kind of idea, mm. right? Yeah, sure. But people get attached to the idea that the thing is true and because they spoil they it. They, it feels to me like they spoil it. They try to catch air and turn it into something mm. solid. So like... But what do they spoil what's the original thing it's like caging a bird yeah but so like what what this was like was a a deeply non-violent person Ah, who was free so this is what embodied for me it was a little yeah but i'm not trying to tell you this was jesus this Mm. just kind of was a jesus-ish It was Jesus-ish. Okay, yeah, I see. You know? And You're wondering why people like picture him like way differently in a like, more violent, dark manner, maybe. Compared no, to what you felt. No, I don't have too much to say about what other people think about Jesus or who or what Whoever. That, that name really doesn't matter to me either. It's like seemed to be like that so I went I followed that for a little bit 
but actually I didn't need necessarily to do that because the, the, the understanding that I could have taken from that also linked up with a few things that people said but it's like for me the organized religion of Christianity mm. it's not useful to me especially like uh, the church yeah it's blocked it feels blocked well, it seems like and I don't I don't also ever feel so much sacredness coming from other people saying uh, you know you know I don't feel like other people can necessarily you can't bless people too much with goodwill and with like a I don't know like what feels really like beneficial is just like intimacy honesty or frank, a frank discussion the fact that we don't know and probably potentially we are all fucked and we eventually will just all die like that feels more warm to me because it's true it feels true mm. you know like so it bound people together yeah maybe But following a religion doesn't seem to be, like, true or, like, the point of being here. Depends what, depends what you mean by religion. Yeah. You know, it's like... Um, I don't know many people... It feels uh, it, um, it Freudian in an unhealthy way, a lot of it. Mm. I'm a baby, come take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. you know people need that sometimes but they sit, for that they literally sell their soul mm -hmm. to be safe to feel safe not even to be safe mm. to give away responsibility but I, ultimately you know, I'm just talking about my own priorities and my own what <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> we all are I know I'm just being I'm just being uh, Gauche, is that the right, right word? Gauche? Gauche, yeah. Is that the right word? Kind of being uh, um, funny in a slightly, in a certain way. I don't know if, is maybe, it the right word? Maybe, maybe. We don't use it. How do you use lot. it in French? Gauche is more like um, when you make things fall, you know, because you are maladroit. It's like oh, it means clumsy. Clumsy, yes. Okay, well, that's not the right word then. Um, so just a certain flavor of humor that sometimes mm. I have that's fine uh, you. were you brought up religious or are your parents no no I was uh, I sort of like was drawn to, I mean my dad has religious tendencies you mm -hmm. know he's deeply hypocritical and quite sentimental mm-hmm And so I would say like that that's the closest thing that there is. And then my family, I would say, is like fairly emotionally abusive. So mm. there's that element as well. Wow. So, but nothing concrete, you know, no concrete value system. Mm. So you have, you have to create your own, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Understand this, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> is this what are you referring to the reading when you said this? no well, but it's, it's it's interesting to create your own values system of values because when you don't have like a precise model you know? uh yeah i mean that's just one way of referring to it but essentially yes yes mm. i did i had to figure out what mattered to me for myself and then pay pay for it myself as well pay for it yeah <laughs> yeah mm. Can discute with me? No. Do you feel you, you did create your own system of values? Kind of. Mm. I mean, I was raised like in a spiritual household, so that's kind of like what I knew, I guess. Like what I know of, you know? So it's... But it does it make me critically think you know because some things don't make sense and like mm. some things do because i find them to be true but talking to other people changes my beliefs so i also went i also hung out with other people that were religious and were like like strictly religious so i have a lot of different like views so mm. i don't really know too much like about my own You're plastic. <laughs> I guess. You change shapes. I don't think I'm a material. Oh no, like you know, plastic in the in the sense of neuroplasticity, not in the sense of like You're a, change, well, ever changing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe like building mm. onto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see. Mm-hmm. So you said your family family was uh, spiritual. So is that like a, a non-rigid kind of type of spirituality, or is it more like? Yeah, non-rigid. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. I mean, my dad. I look at my dad as like a wizard, like a legit wizard, because he's into like the divination stuff and like has these big ass crystals and. When I was young, he would take me to, like, psychic fairs and stuff. So, I mean... Wow. Yeah, like... And he's still... He's not as like that, but he still gets readings and, like, you know. Mm. So, for him, it's, like, a serious thing. So, it's kind of hard not to believe in it. Yeah, so, you know? I guess. That's really... Uh, that's Uh, that's also quite I think that might be quite an unusual experience for like growing up especially like sure. I tend to like know like loads of women who do that stuff but like mm -hmm. very few men mm -hmm. so that's like really quite novel to hear yeah and I was raised just by my dad right. like and I'm an only child so it's just me and him so and I'm not really sure how he got into it I know that his family is a little bit into it, but not as much as him. Mm. And before I was born, he dabbled in a lot of different things, like Scientology for a little bit, and like um, just explored a lot of stuff. So wow, that's yeah. that's yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Because that's almost like having like a growing up with a religion, but like a really odd religion, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like not mm -hmm. many people 
Um, yeah, but he baptized me Gnostic. Um, and it's... What's that mean? It's Gnostic Christian, but yeah. the church specifically was like... Do you know who Sylvia Brown is? No, no. She's like a big psychic. She she passed, but she was like a really popular psychic. And she's very controversial. A lot of people don't believe in her powers or whatever, but my dad was really into her, so... Mm. But my mom baptized me Catholic, Roman Catholic. So I was like baptized two different ways. <laughs> I got, I mean, I don't get angry about stuff of this scale really because no point, but I have beef with the Catholic Church, not just mm-hmm. on the kind of PR front or like what individual people did, but like as far as I understand, they destroyed a lot of early Christian texts, mm-hmm. which seems like a very odd thing to do. The other thing which I find a little odd about the Catholic Church is uh, not that we're particularly going down the route of talking about that anyway, in a big way, but they um, recently backtracked on the idea of hell, so they said that mm. for thousands of years. We're all saved. They said, yeah, they said that it existed for a long time, and then they like suddenly, like, literally threw a bucket of water on the fire overnight. Wow. It's, uh, I think it's interesting. The fact that it doesn't exist. Yeah. So like God, potentially just decided to like shut down, <laughs> shut down hell. Like sorry guys, this was <laughs> an, an an incorrect investment. We don't have the stuff. Let's just shut down hell. <laughs> It's like it never existed. It's a U-turn. I wonder who decided that. Who in the church was like, Francis this is not right anymore. I don't know. Yeah, so the Pope is literally supposed to be the direct representative of Jesus on earth. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. literally, yeah. supposed to be in direct contact. Like, Interesting. You know, like... Like they're on a call and like no sound quality fluctuations, <laughs> and you know like that's it. Yeah. And it's supposed to be an eternal thing, and then suddenly it's like, nope, changed. Actually, I'm like, this is fucking suspect. Bro. It is. Oh. It's so yeah, suspect. It's fucking suspect. But it's interesting how, especially Europe, is like based in it. Like I think my yeah. mom is mm. believes in it because of her parents and like just living in Hungary <laughs> yeah like, no I was quite surprised on the flight here because because somebody said like he saw he saw us uh, are you Ishten ban like do you believe in the good God uh. and uh, it was quite a reasonably young man and like in England it's shocking to find like a, mm. a man under the age of even 40 yeah he would seem like a radical who, who believes in God who's like a Christian Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's like you're like, it's rare. Mm-hmm. So, and who would bring it up promptly in a conversation that's even more rare. Like, usually people will sit tight with something like that for a while. So, would keep his so I was like, so I, I didn't realize that Europe, especially like Eastern and even like in Spain, yeah. like it's way more Catholic it's still super Catholic super Catholic yeah yeah Yeah. and I I don't know if you've heard the foreign minister speak about I mean I saw one video about him speaking about 
the immigration. Um, here in Hungary. Yeah, the Hungarian foreign minister, and he clearly stated that he wants a Christian country. Mm. I mean, I'm not sure if it was specifically Christian or Catholic, but like, oh. it, is it um, what's his name? I'm not sure. I can look it up. Though. I don't know, like, know the one. Name. A lot, a lot of co- countries still have an official religion. So states, no. In the states, or it's you mean Christian in the states? No? In the states. No, I mean it's the people. It's, it's it's God, but it's it's definitely a specific don't, God. Don't they swear on the Bible, the Christians? I guess you're right. Yeah, but it's not preached by the government. I I don't. Yeah, so it's think. a sec. It's a secular Christian society, mm-hmm. and it's kind of nominally Christian rather than. I don't think, I don't think that you know basically if you don't, it's really funny. Uh, yeah. This is broken down by somebody. You can't be honest. You can't be simultaneously honest and believe in God and get into office. It's like mm. somebody broke it down 